And we are back, folks, for another rousing episode of the Rule the Jungle podcast. And I am your host, Anthony Anderson. Today's show, we are going to actually talk about three things. I've got some breaking news to discuss about LC, otherwise known as L. Collins, offensive tackle, or now former offensive tackle for the Cincinnati Bengals. Well, today he was released. He was given his walking papers and he no longer is a Cincinnati Bengal, which I think for a lot of us comes as a bit of a surprise because going into this year, we all thought that L. Collins would be a Bengal for this year. But when you look further into why he was released, it looks like there was some possible cap savings of between six to seven million dollars. I know a lot of people are wondering if that maybe might be getting ready to go towards maybe potentially re-signing T. Higgins potentially. I don't think it is right now because from the recent reports that have been given, T and his camp are saying right now they're not wanting to talk about a a new contract until the offseason. So I think we all just need to sit back as far as that because I know everybody's upset and wondering why, what's going on with that. We got to sit and let it play out. Uh, But getting back to Elsie's release, it did come as a bit of a surprise. I know even for me because I would have thought that if they were going to let LC go, relieve LC of his contract, that they would have done it weeks ago because the way the L- the contract was set up, the contract was set up according to how many games he played. And from what was being explained, at least from the research that I did, even with him, because he he got he tore his ACL in the New England Patriots game. That with the fact that he was on the pup list, he really wasn't taking up a lot of cap space. So it came as a bit of a surprise. But I'm, at the end of the day, what's done is done. I'm gonna say at this point. Uh, because I know right now Bengals fans are upset with what's happened with Cleveland Sunday, with us getting blown out. I I wouldn't even necessarily call that a blowout. We more or less got eviscerated. But anyway, I think, which, to make a long story short, the Bengals, as much as it frustrates me, and I don't see where it makes a lot of sense, I'm not going to get caught too focused on it because we've got a game Sunday with Baltimore but anyway uh, moving on to my next thing which I had said when Joe received his contract that when the details came out that I would give 
a little bit of a rundown. Um, I have recent. I have some details. I'm looking at Spot Track right now, and looking at his deal. Yeah, he got. Yeah, he got set up with with a rather hefty deal, but I'm gonna be honest. You, we're look from what I'm looking at the t- the, sa- the his salary, yeah, his annual salary, his base salary, and everything. It's all team friendly. A lot of it's set up in bonuses, and the cap hits are relatively low. Which says a lot, because I know people were upset, people were pissed off, because everybody thought that Joe got selfish, and Joe took the took the took the easy way out and took the money. But at the end of the day, I think people, Bengals fans, we all need to be realistic. Because I'm looking at this right now. We're going to have... We will have more than enough to make an attempt to try to re-sign T. But I think at the end of the day, and I want people to be honest, because I'm looking, for instance, after 2024, he's got a base salary of $25,250,000. For 2025 and 2026, 2027, it's 27250000 And all three of those years, he's got a signing bonus of $8 million, which is relatively low. I'm just saying, I'm looking at this contract. And I'm absolutely floored at how the contract was set up I mean it was set up and I'll go further into it 2028 for his base salary it's 35.5 million and for 2029 which is the final year it's 48 48 million 39,000 I mean these are relatively workable numbers and then if you look and then in the final year of his deal which is in 2029 he's got a yeah two he's got a 2 million he's got a 2.5 million dollar sign a roster bonus and then he's got some option bonuses yeah then he's got an option then he's got option yeah option bonuses for 2025 it's 13 million 2026 is 15 million 2027 is 17 million. 2028 is eight. 2028 and 2029 is both 18 million. And looking at the cap numbers, oh my god! It the the cap hits are relative are low. 2025 46 two. 2026 46 uh, 48 two. 2027, 52, 2 million. 
it only goes up like in the cap hits are are low the dead cap hits good lord I'm just saying these there's no there's no reason that we couldn't take a hit at trying to keep some of the guys that we've been that we're looking at but at the end of the day I want people to understand and I want Bengals fans to understand for instance, T. Higgins. We all want him here. I want him here. You all want him here. But at the end of the day, it all has to be within reason. Because if we go giving him market resetting money when we still have Jamar to think about, I'm just saying... If you look at talent-wise, Jamar is better than T- Jamar is, has more talent than T. When you look at it in that respect, in that respect, T is good. T is very talented. He's. I don't want people to think that I'm hating on T. I'm not. But I want people to look at the roster and look at how we would need to do it. If we paid T, if I was a general manager, we all need to be honest. This is a business. NFL, the NFL is a business. The NFL, the NFL, he would be a number one receiver on any other roster. But we were extremely fortunate enough to get him. But when we got Jamar, we also need to realize too, both guys. We want both guys here, but at the end of the day, it has to be within reason. Look at the interview that before training camp that was done with Mike Brown. I know a lot of people were kind of upset because of he used the whole pie analogy, but he's not wrong. This is business. And business can get messy. <clears throat> when you're looking at a business like the NFL you have something you have the salary cap there for a reason the salary cap there is set to try to keep everybody on an even playing field is there ways to manipulate the cap oh yeah you bet your sweet you bet your sweet behind you bet your sweet ass there is but we gotta we gotta keep in mind that this is a business. We can't turn around and go giving T market resetting money and watch Jamar walk. We have to find a middle ground. T if he wants to remain here, there has to be a middle ground. Otherwise, if T would walk, we had to pay Joe. Joe was number one. Joe was the top priority to make sure that, hey, he didn't leave. But if T wants to be here, I think because the reports I've read, his agent's been doing most of the negotiating. And Jesse and David Mulligetta was Jesse Bates' agent. Jesse Bates' agent, David Mulligetta, is a shrewd negotiator. 
he looks for because of the because of who he because of the company because of his company athletes first they're looking for market resetting they're looking to any of their clients that they have they're looking to get top dollar they're looking to reset the market but you all know and i know not every and not every football not every nfl player is worth reset is worth resetting the market look at the cleveland browns for instance Look at what they did with look at what they did with Deshaun Watson. And David Mulligetta was the driving force behind that. Resetting the quarterback market the way it was. Giving Deshaun Watson a two a five-year, $230 million deal. That's why we've got the current predicament now where all these quarterbacks are making 200 and plus 200 plus million dollars a year. At the end of the day, quarterback is the most important piece. That's the straw that dir- that's the straw that dir- stirs the drink on offense. Joe is the driving force for this team. Regardless of what people think. Joe got paid a lot of money. I don't ugh, Joe deserved it. Joe but Joe was not selfish in how he did the contract. Keeping the cap hits low, most of his money was set up in bonuses with a relatively low base salary. That man... I don't want to keep carrying on because I'm really passionate about my Bengals, just like you all are. I've followed this team since I was a little boy. But I also want to be realistic. The NFL is a machine. All 32 teams are cogs in that machine. We have to be realistic in what we expect from the organizations and what we expect from the players. A friend of mine told me, because he's a lifelong Bengals fan just like I am, and I see more and more as I've gotten older that he's always said, because we all have favorite players from each era, from various eras of the Bengals, where we really got behind that particular player and grew an almost love an almost love affair love like relationship uh, attachment to that said player but at the end of the day we have to keep in mind that we are fans of the Cincinnati Bengals a lot of these guys that get drafted by the Bengals or get signed in free agency they're going to come and go don't get me wrong it's good to it's good to like it's good to like them because hey when they're a part of the Bengals hey we we root and we cheer for them but i think 
everybody's blowing it out of proportion with T. I, as much as I want to see T stay, I think we all need to be realistic in that the NFL is a business. Ultimately, whatever the Bengals offer, I say whatever the Bengals offer, if T wants to stay, T has to realize the Bengals have a set, have to adhere to the salary cap. They also have other guys that they need to resign. We're going into next year. Jamar is going to need to be looked at being re-signed to an extension. You can't have two receivers making thirty million. You can't have two two receivers on one team both resetting the market. One's gonna have to slightly take a little take a little bit less if they want to stay with the team. If they if T decides that hey he he wants to reset the market, hey, good for T. I I wouldn't hate him. I wouldn't hate on him because if the roles were reversed, I can understand where he's coming from. But I'm gonna say this because I have been seeing. I've been seeing a lot of people hating on Burr or hating on Joe. I don't think we need to hate on Joe because I think Joe did exactly what he said he was had set out to do and kept in mind with his extension. I think at the end of the day, let's just enjoy this season. Regardless, win, lose, or draw, we're going to lose some games. Last week was a heart was heartbreaking. It was heartbreaking for me as well. But this Sunday we play the Ravens. They're coming here. I'm gonna be there because I got my t- I I got season tickets. Hey, I'm I'm surely gonna be there because that's when it's football season. Hey, that's Paycor Stadium. That's my second home. <laughs> I'm gonna say this just. Let's all just, let's all continue to cheer for our Bengals, but let's be realistic in what we expect. So on that note, I don't want to carry this too, too long. This was just something I wanted to break the news about uh, LC's release. And then I also wanted to go into a little bit of details about Joe's contract and what details were released. So. On that note, guys, who day and have a good one.